I want to take your attention to Luke chapter 23. Luke 23. Luke 23. We, we have our Bible Institute coming up in September. Prepared for that. That's for adults. You can earn your Bible degree. We have a lot of people moving through those classes. This year we're also offering English class to those who are trying to learn the language. It's not going to be in depth. It's to help you learn to speak English and understand it. That will be offered as well this semester. Luke 23, verse 33. Luke 23. When you find it, please stand with me as we read in the scriptures. Luke 23, verse 33. The Bible says in the book of Luke 23, verse 33. And when they were come to the place which is called Calvary, there they crucified him, and the malefactors, one on the right hand and on the left. Then said Jesus, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. And they parted his raiment and cast lots. Lord, thank you for your word. Thank you for how you gave it to us. It's forever settled in heaven, Lord. Thy word is perfect and pure. Lord, we thank you for the truth of scriptures, as we just read in Daniel, that Daniel could confide in the scriptures to help him understand, uh, Lord, what you were showing him. We thank you, Lord, for all you've given us. We pray that you would bless your word now as it goes forth. Let it not return void unto yourself. Do whatsoever you please with it. Lord, make of your people something greater. Vessels of honor fit for the master's use. Purify us. Take out the dross. Lord, the world sees the imperfections. The world sees the impurities, and we see it as well. But Lord, you see what we could become for you, the gold, the silver, the precious stones. And Lord, hidden deep down inside, Father, we yearn to be right with you. We yearn to be freed and delivered from uh, the filth of this world and the lusts of our flesh. Some of us, Lord, don't know how to get up out of the pit that we dug ourselves in, Lord. And some of us are trapped by the things of this world, covetous, pride, and just living for ourselves. But Lord, deep down inside, our spirit yearns for that water, and we thirst after Christ. I pray, O oh Lord, that today we will break through this bondage of our flesh, as you have already delivered us when you saved us and called us to be a people that are holy for you. Bless us, I pray, in the name of Jesus. Amen. You may be seated. The Bible says, when they were come to the place, which is called Calvary. Calvary, this is the only time that the word Calvary is mentioned in the Word of God, and it is only found in the King James Bible. The King James Bible, as we will be going over in our Bible school, is the only Bible in the English language that is. This is a trick question here. How many Bibles are there? There's only two Bibles. 
uh, you have a, the real one and the false one. Uh, from the real one stems, in the English language, the King James Bible. Every other version, uh, what we call is a perversion, they come from other, the other uh, uh, false Bible. And there you have thousands and, and thousands of them, if you would, and they're all produced for money. And here we have the word Calvary, which is a powerful word. And it's only found in the King James Bible. And we call it a lot of churches Calvary, or uh, uh, that name Calvary is a symbol in itself. Uh, it draws power, not because of the name itself, but because the place and what was done there. Uh, we know that the Lord Jesus Christ was led there uh, outside the city uh, to be crucified for you and me. And as they put him on the cross, they nailed him hand by hand. And I know the Lord, the Bible says they, he laid down his life for his friends. Amen. Uh, wherewith in did you receive these wounds in your hands and in your feet and in your side? The Old Testament said, uh, Jesus said, I received these wounds in the house of my friends. And thank God that he was willing to go the extra mile and be wounded uh, for you and I. The Bible says in verse 34, Then said Jesus, Father, forgive them. As the Lord was lifted up on the cross, and He did that, He was lifted up for you and me. The Bible says He humbled Himself and became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. And He allowed Himself to be stripped naked, put to an open shame, allowed His body, gave His body up for you and me. Oh, if we would... Uh, look deep down inside ourselves and know what Christ did for us and know that this body that we have on this earth, the flesh that you deal with every day and the lust that rises up in your flesh is only temporary. If you can get a handle, and the Bible gives you the grace, it says that God will give you the grace to handle your flesh. First uh, Thessalonians says that every one of us should know how to possess our vessel. That means our body in sanctification. That means set apart for God and in honor. Honoring to the Lord Jesus Christ. Oh, if we would give our body as He gave His body to us. Oh, if we would know that when we got saved, that He changed us and transformed us to a new creature in Christ. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. And the Bible says, For you are bought with a price. Therefore glorify God in your body. Oh, to have a body that is pleasing to the Lord. But how could this body, affected by sin, filled with lusts, filled with pride, filled with uh, uh, the filth of this world, filled with past scars of sin, filled with the tattoos and the piercings before we got saved, before we knew Christ, before we knew it was wrong, filled with the, uh, all the filth that we've dragged around all of our life. How, it could, how can it be pleasing to God? Oh, it's because who lives inside that body? The Holy Spirit of God. The moment you get saved, the outside just becomes a testimony of what God can make of us if we allow God to have us fully. He can make a vessel that was unworthy, unfit for nothing but for the destruction of the flesh and you hand it over to the sin and the world and every right so. But when God saves us and calls us with a holy calling, not according to our own flesh, but according to His mercy, First Peter says, he makes us worthy to be called the children of God and sons of righteousness and daughters of the light. And we can bear now in our body the death and dying of the Lord Jesus Christ and live pleasing to Him. 
The same grace that saved us. The Bible says he gives us grace to live godly in this wicked present world. Jesus, when he was lifted up on the cross, he said, Father, forgive them. They know not what they do. Oh, they knew how to crucify someone. They crucified hundreds and hundreds. They knew how to nail someone to the cross. They knew how to kill someone. They knew how to execute someone. What was the Lord saying here? He was saying that these people that have put me on the cross don't understand that I'm doing it for them. They know not what they do. They don't understand that I'm laying down my life for them. The very one that took the hammer and the nail, Jesus was laying down his right arm. He said, go ahead. Jesus was putting his left arm. Go ahead, you could put it there. While the other ones were struggling and, 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 and with all their force trying to uh, get off and not let them nail him, them to the cross, Jesus was laying down arm by arm and his feet together and giving himself, giving his body for them. Oh, if they knew that he was laying his life for them. Jesus said, Father, forgive them. They know not. They know not that the sin that they have committed in their life, they know not that I am giving myself so that they may be saved. I am giving my life. I am dying so that they may live. For they are dead already. And if I die, if I be lifted up on that cross, I will draw all men unto me. Father, forgive them. Oh, the Lord was not just speaking of those who nailed him to the cross, and he was not just speaking to those who were mocking him. No, he's speaking to you and I. He's speaking to you and me right now. The moment when you decide to sin, the moment when you decide to turn your back on the Lord, the moment you decide that Christ is not your all, that Christ does not have preeminence in your life, that means first place, you can hear the blood that speaks for you. Father, forgive them. They don't know that the sin they think they struggle with and the lust that they're diving into and the unwillingness to yield to the Holy Spirit of God. Father, forgive them. They don't understand how easily they think they can sin, that my blood had to pay for that sin they're just committing time and time and time again. Oh, Father, forgive the, the people who are unwilling to hear the voice of God or unwilling to even step foot in church or unwilling to work out their relationships with their spouse, unwilling to obey the voice of God in their life. Father, forgive them, but I'll still die for them. And if I shed my blood, it'll speak on their behalf. Father, forgive them. Oh, this world is getting wicked and more wicked. And the Bible says the more wicked it gets, the less love there's going to be. Oh, but we can always find our love and the love we need in the Lord Jesus Christ. 
with open arms, he spread his arms out to accept every person. And him that cometh, anyone that comes to him, he will no wise cast out. Oh, God accepts and will save anyone that is willing to be saved. And anyone Christ gets a hold of, they're changed from the inside out. You go to God and God will save you. God will deliver you from the bondage that you are in today. In the book of 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, if you would turn there, and we read it in Daniel. About the Antichrist. The Bible says there's a spirit of Antichrist in the world. And the Antichrist, the spirit, that spirit, draws you away from the Lord Jesus Christ. It's anti, means against. It's very crafty. You see, the devil disguises himself as an angel of light in order to deceive you. He will give you visions. He will give you signs. He will give you things that will distract you from the Word of God and from the Lord Jesus Christ. The devil will show you what you want to see, tell you what you want to hear, but not what you need in order to get closer to Christ. So therefore, it's very tempting. You'll get a pat on the back when you need a little kick. You understand? Words that you want to hear versus the truth that you need in order to get you closer to Christ. But God's word will tell you always how you are, like a mirror. When you look in the mirror, you could say, you know what, I, I look good today. My hair is nice and my face looks clean. But reality is, you just woke up and your hair is a mess and it's all frizzy and nasty and you, you need to brush your teeth and you got junk in your eyes and crust on your face and pizza sauce from the day before. But the mirror, when you're willing to see how you truly are, you look in the mirror and you say, this is how I am. But I'm going to get the help I need so that I may be right. And we will do that easily so that we may appear right before others. But God says, I want you to look in the mirror of your heart that you may be right before me. And we will be too concerned about how we appear before others, but not how we appear before God. There's a spirit of antichrist in this world. This world is getting more and more wicked every day. I don't have to convince. I don't have to put up news clippings and art, read articles. That's all I have to say. Now we, we beseech you, brethren, by the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ and by our gathering together unto him. There will be a day as Jesus went up, he's going to return. Just as he went, so shall he return. That's the second coming of Christ. But this is speaking of something different here. It's, we're going to get into what we call the rapture. That's when Jesus steps foot out on the clouds, amen, and we meet him in the air. Praise God. You say, well, I don't know about that. The Lord gave us two uh, times in the Bible as examples. One being Noah, he said, as it was in the days of Noah, so shall it be when I return, 
Noah, before the judgment of God, uh, God delivered Noah and his family into the ark. And through the ark, representing Christ and salvation, they were delivered from judgment. The end times is God's judgment on the earth. It has nothing to do with the Antichrist. Some people get in their mind where we have to try to resist the Antichrist and try to run from the Antichrist. The Bible speaks differently. It says that the world will be running from the Lord Jesus Christ. They will call out to the rocks and say, Fall on us and hide us from the Lamb and from the face of Him. Oh, there was only one worthy to open up those seals in heaven. And it was, it's the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. And seal by seal will be opened in the last days, as we call the seven years of time of Jacob's trouble, or the tribulation, we say. Seal by seal will be opened, and God's pouring out His wrath upon this world. But those who are saved, those who have the Son, those who have the Lord Jesus Christ, shall be delivered. We are not appointed unto wrath. God will take us out and remove us as He did Noah, and the Lord gave the second example, as he did Lot. The angels came, the two angels, and they said, Lot, we cannot allow judgment to come until you and your family are out safely. Please, you have to leave right now. And it was immediate. And the second they got him out, fire began to fall on the cities of Sodom and Gomorrah. And at those times, Sodom and Gomorrah were wicked cities, and their wickedness was filled up to the brim. And everyone uh, that, that was saved was delivered. And let me say this, today the wickedness is filling up and God will send his judgment. But before he sends it, God's people will be delivered. Verse 2 says that ye be not soon shaken in mind or be troubled, neither by spirit nor by word, nor by letter as from us, as that day of Christ is at hand. Verse 3, let no man deceive you by any means. That means you're going to try to. Just stay with the word of God and you'll be safe. Amen. There's a lot of all these TV uh, uh, preachers, and I'm not saying they're all wrong, and, and, and all these videos. Listen, anyone who moves off the word of God, the King James Bible, is going to be off. If the foundation is not right, there is nothing good after that. Make sure you stay with the Scriptures. Do not move from the Scriptures. Let no man deceive you. That means examine your faith. Make sure that you run everything you believe through the Scriptures and allow God to change what He wants, remove what He wants, and add what He wants to you. For that day shall not come except there come a falling away first, and that man of sin be revealed. That's the Antichrist, the son of perdition, who opposeth and exalted himself above all that is called God or that is worshipped, so that he as God sitteth in the temple of God, showing himself that he is God. Remember ye not that when I was with, yet with you, I told you these things. And now ye know what withholdeth that he might be revealed in his time. Who withholds him is the Holy Spirit of God and the church. For the mystery of iniquity doth already work. Only he who now letteth will let until he be taken out of the way, that's when the church of God gets removed. The Holy Spirit of God uh, leaves as he came in Acts 2, uh, and the church is established. 
the Holy Spirit's going to go. And the church with him, the bride. That's, if you're saved today, you're a part of the church. And God's going to take you out in order to judge this world. And the Antichrist is going to step on scene. He may already be behind the scenes right now, but he's not going to be revealed until we are out of here. And then he's going to be revealed. And once he's revealed, God's going to start sending his judgment. As soon as we are out of here, God uh, will send his judgment on this earth. You say, why does God allow bad things to happen? Listen, he's going to judge this earth. He's going to pour out his judgment. There's times where uh, a third of the world's population will die at one time. Billions of people will be uh, demolished. Not by the Antichrist, but by the Lord Jesus Christ. God is going to send his judgment on this earth because, not because of sin, but because they have not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. They may have religion. They may have a, an, a, 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 an expression of holiness a, or, or some type of belief. But if you have not been saved, if you have not believed in the Lord Jesus Christ and him alone, you will not be delivered from the wrath to come. And there's only one fate that withholds you is, uh, that is coming your way, and that is the lake of fire which burneth forever and ever, which is the second death. The world believes that uh, the devil owns hell and that the devil is in hell. The devil is not in hell. The devil is on this earth and he is scared of hell. Uh, and one day, though, the devil will be cast in the lake of fire. But God forbid that any one of us should follow. God forbid. Jesus laid down his life so that you may have eternal life. God will remove us one day in order to judge this world. And after that, the Antichrist will step on scene. And then in verse 8, shall that wicked be revealed, whom the Lord shall consume with the spirit of his mouth and shall destroy with the brightness of his coming. Even him whose coming is after the working of Satan with all power and signs and lying wonders. You see, the devil will show you what he wants you to believe, what you want to believe. He'll tell you. He'll whisper in your ears. He'll deceive you. But be not deceived. Believe the scriptures and read the scriptures. Verse 10, with all deceivableness of unrighteousness in them that perish because they received not the love of the truth that they might be saved. Oh, God is doing all he can. He's made it so simple for you to believe. He's made it so simple for you to turn from your sin. He's made it so simple for you to get the help you need. Why would you keep listening to Satan? Why would you keep allowing the devil to deceive you any longer? We are so filled with the fear of man and what, peop what people may think of us and just standing up for our own selves and believing that Jesus Christ is enough and that he died for me. And that's all I'm trusting in because he's the only one who laid down his life for me. He gave me his word that I might believe. For this cause God shall send them strong delusion that they should believe a lie, that they all might be damned who believe not the truth but had pleasure in unrighteousness. The moment Christ takes us out, God's going to send his judgment and God's going to send this earth strong delusions so that everyone left after that will be damned to the lake of fire. 
But God has a covenant with Abraham who's going to reserve and deliver the Jewish people in that time. It's called the time of Jacob's trouble. But all Gentiles, the Bible says here, will be damned to the lake of fire. Why? Because now is the day of salvation. Behold, now is the day to hear the voice of God in your heart. Now is the day, Christian, to live for Christ. Romans 1, the Bible says that all the world knows that there is God. All the world knows that there is a Savior. All the world knows. You say, well, how can they know? They've never heard of the Lord Jesus Christ. All God is burdening his people to go and tell. How can they hear without a preacher? But God is also convicting their heart and trying to point them to the Lord Jesus Christ. You have countries that are uh, predominantly all Muslim or predominantly all Catholic or predominantly all this type of religion. But God is still working in those nations and God is still uh, convicting your heart. Jesus said, if I be lifted up, I will draw all men unto me. And the work of the Holy Spirit of God, just as the devil can influence those nations, the Holy Spirit of God can certainly reach even into the darkest parts of this world, to the deepest parts of the world. There is neither man nor woman that can hide from the Holy Spirit of God. Oh, he seeks them out. Jesus came to seek and to save that which was lost. He wants all men, women, children to get saved. We live in a wicked world. Romans 1, verse 24, the Bible says, Wherefore God also gave them up to uncleanness through the lust of their own hearts. Today's world is getting so wicked and vile that I don't even, nothing surprises me anymore. There is nothing, I, I stopped, I don't watch, I watch zero news, I watch zero YouTube, I watch zero I don't watch anything because I don't want to. I'm sick of it all. It's sickening and gross, and it's a sin to even talk about the things the Bible says of what's done in secret. It's gross. But just seeing what that vileness behind closed doors is producing now in the open We live in a very perverted world that is now becoming fit for God's destruction. Who believe not the love of the truth. You try to speak to many people today, you can see now this hatred that I have never seen flaring up against God. If you even mention, you know, the earth is, the earth was created by God. They would get so angry in this vicious, murderous anger on their face. If you say the world was created by aliens, they would have no problem with that. Why? They hate God. They're haters of God. And they're haters of truth. And because of this, their way is defiled. And they start calling what is truth, they start calling it wicked. And what is wicked, they're calling it truth now. 
as foretold in the scriptures. And because when they knew God, when did they know God? Oh, God was working in their heart the whole time. God was trying to reach these people. God was good to them. God sends the rain on the just and the unjust. God is good to all. God is good to those in broken homes. God was there for you when you were being hurt and when you were being neglected. He's the father of the fatherless. Just because you didn't see him doesn't mean he wasn't there. If you look back, you can surely say, God was with me this whole time, and I never even seen it. I never even knew it. God has been there. But they glorified him not. Neither were thankful, but became vain in their imaginations. That means worthless in all their thoughts. Christian, I want to inspire you right now. Be careful what you get into in your thinking. What you're thinking about, what you're allowing to come in your mind. The Bible says, whatsoever things are good and pure and right and true, think on these things. Don't allow the devil to deceive you any longer. Don't allow the devil to waste your mind. Your mind is a powerful thing. And everything that comes to your mind stems from your heart. The devils are trying to, he's trying to attack your mind to get to your heart. But guard your heart with all diligence, for out of it are the issues of life. And start thinking of how good God's been and start thanking God. Not for what you uh, don't have. Stop thinking about what you don't have, but start thinking of what God has blessed you with. God is good. They were unthankful. But became vain in their imagination and their foolish heart was darkened. The devil attacks the mind to get to the heart. Professing themselves to be wise, they became fools and changed the glory of God, changed the glory of the uncorruptible God into an image like the corruptible man and the birds, four-footed beasts and creeping things. Wherefore, God also gave them up unto uncleanness through the lust of their own hearts to dishonor their own bodies between themselves who changed the truth of God into a lie. Look at verse 29. Being filled with all unrighteousness, fornication. Fornication is any sexual act outside the bounds of marriage. Being filled with all unrighteousness, fornication, wickedness, covetousness, maliciousness, full of envy, murder, debate, deceit, malignity, whispers, backbiters, haters of God, despiteful, proud, boasters, inventors of evil things, disobedient to parents. Oh, this generation fits this with every word. God is sending his judgment soon. Just as the Lord Jesus Christ has come already, his judgment is coming. The wrath of God is filled up to the brim and so is the sin of man. And God's word is 100% accurate for today. My words and advice as a pastor. Colossians 1. This is my life verse. God knows that we are but dust. He knows that we are frail. He knows we are prone to running from him. I want to encourage you. There's times where I 
ran from the Lord and ran further and ran as far as I could from the presence of God. You say, well, that's just like what Jonah did. Yeah. God had to have him swallowed up by a big old fish, digest it for three days and three nights, and thrown up on the shoreline with all of his eyebrows burned off and everything. Taught him a good lesson. There's times where God needs to teach us a good lesson out of love. There's, at that moment, you're not thankful for it, but afterwards you say, Lord, even in your judgment, you've been merciful to me. Is that when they knew God, they glorified him not as God, but became, but were unthankful. Verse 23 of Colossians 1 says, If ye continue in the faith, grounded and settled, and be not moved away from the hope of the gospel. What's the gospel? That Christ died for your sins, and that he was buried, and that he rose again. Don't move away from that. You added nothing to your salvation. There's people who say, well, you have to be a good person to get saved still. You can add nothing. Not by works of righteousness, which we have done. It is not our works that saves us. You say, well, it's too easy to be saved. Yes, because Jesus paid it all. And all to him I owe. And sin hath left the crimson stain, but he washed it white as snow. The moment when you give your heart to the Lord Jesus Christ and you truly do and you get saved, friend, you're going to want to serve a Savior and you're going to want to do what's right because the Holy Spirit of God is inside you. And there's going to be times where you may stray like the prodigal son. And you'll find out quickly there's no one who ever loved you like the Lord Jesus Christ. There's no one who ever took care of you like he did. There's never anyone who accepted you like he did. And you're going to wind up walking back to him because the goodness of God is what leads us to repentance. There's times where I run. There's times where I walk away. There's times where I fall away. And this verse has always helped me get back up if you continue. Lord, can I still serve you if you continue? Lord, would you accept me back if you continue? Lord, am I still all right with you if you continue? I'm reminded of what Peter asked, Lord, how often should we forgive our brethren? Peter, not seven times was seven times 70. Lord, can I still serve you if you continue? You see, in verse 22, the Bible says, or 21, and you that were sometimes alienated and enemies in your mind by wicked works, yet now hath he reconciled in the body of his flesh through death to present you holy, and unblameable and unreprovable in his sight. That's his desire. That's our struggle. Often, God's people is because we want to live in our flesh and live for God too, but it's not going to happen. 
You'll only be working against yourself. You'll only be working against the Spirit of God. And you're only going to be working all against the will of God in your life. His will for you is to make you unreprovable. His will for you is to make you unblameable. His will for you is to make you holy and fit to be called a child of God so that he may show others that there is still a God who saves and that there's still a God who cares and there's still a God who loves. When you're unwilling to yield to his spirit and to his working hand, you're going to have miserable life. You're going to feel unloved. You're, not, you're, going to, you're going to have strife in between you and the Lord because you're not on the same page. Sometimes you may even doubt that you're even His because you're interfering with the working of the Holy Spirit of God who's trying to sanctify you and set you apart for Him. There's times where you want to chase after things, but the Lord's trying to lead you somewhere else. There's times where you're in the flesh and in your lust when God's trying to prompt you to go and witness and tell somebody about the Lord. There's times where you got uh, full of anger when somebody uh, maybe cut you off or said some words against you. But the Holy Spirit say, listen, don't, don't mind the words. Just tell them about the Lord Jesus Christ and how they can get saved. But we get so caught up in the flesh. And we wonder why we deal with such things all throughout the day. We've got to remember that the Holy Spirit is on our side. He's working for us. He's working with us. He wants to use us. And he's trying to set us apart for his honor and glory. And we say we can't do it anymore. It's too much. I'm not good with this. I'm going to give up. I'm going to give in. I'm going to listen to the devil. And you quickly find out that's even worse. Nobody's ever loved me like Jesus. Nobody's ever cared for me like Jesus. Will you take me back, Lord? If you continue. How many times God has brought this verse to me and I say, Lord, I'm going to continue. Continuing means sometimes just keep on going, but sometimes you failed and died, and you're going to continue after that. But Lord, I'm going to continue. Lord, I gave up, but I'm going to continue. Lord, I don't know where to go, but I'm going to continue. Abraham went out not knowing whether he went because he had just had believed God, and he had the faith to trust God, and he was going to just do it. You get up and go for the Lord again. You get up where you're at in your life. Wherever God has found you, grace finds you where you're at and takes you where you need to be for his honor and glory. Oh, don't resist the grace of God. Allow God to have you and take you wherever you're at today. You say, I need to clean myself up first. No, you don't. Just give yourself over to him. He will have you. He will take you. You are already accepted by the Father in the beloved. Now are ye sons of God. But it doth not yet appear what we shall be, but we shall be like him. The Bible says, for when we see him as he is, that's when we're going to be like him. But until then, Christian friend, Strive for the Lord. Allow God to have you and listen to him. In 2 Timothy chapter 3, the Bible says, 2 Timothy chapter 3, in verse 1, 
This know also, in 2 Timothy 3, 1, this know also that in the last days, that means there is last days and we are in them. They are described just as we are in. There is no other description in the Bible ever in history as befell the order chronologically of prophecy that has happened in Scripture, foretold in Scripture, that we are in now. We are in the last days, and God is coming, and God's judgment is going to fall. This snow, men shall be lovers of their own selves. That means you're living just for your own self. You can disregard your family. You can disregard people. You can walk over everybody. You don't care about anybody else, just you. You care about your pocket. You care about how you feel. You care about what, only what people have done to you. And you live in your own world and not in God's world. You are a lover of your own self. And there's no other way to describe it, but yet just what the Bible has described here. Men shall be lovers of their own selves. Don't be one of them. Covetous. Boasters. Proud. Blasphemers. Disobedient to parents. Unthankful. Unholy without natural affection. That means that natural affection that God has instilled. Moms can just throw out their babies in trash cans and kill them. The crowd that can kill a baby, well, they kill the puppies too. They'll never, they'll never do that to an animal though. But to a, a, a creation that was created in the image of God, there's no problem. Why? Because it's the devil. He hates God and he hates the image of God and we are made in his image. God made all creation without natural affection. Truce breakers. Jesus said, just let your yay be yay and your nay be nay. Now we need contracts Lawyers, there's no more trust. False accusers. Incontinent. Incontinent means the inability to restrain yourself sexually. And this world is so perverse and disgusting. God described it to the key. Fierce, despisers of those that are good. If you live for God, you will suffer persecution and you will not be loved by this world. Traitors, heady, high-minded, lovers of pleasures, more than lovers of God, having a form of godliness. They still go to church. They still act like they love God and they want God. But when you mention the word of God and living for God, that's when you're going to start stirring up something that is not of God a spirit that they have that is not of the Holy Spirit of God. When you mention the name of Jesus, people want to appear good and right on the outside, but God looks on the heart. Let's look in verse 14. The Word of God goes over all these things and it lists evil people at that time to give examples. But verse 14 says, but continue, but continue. Christian, 
You know these things. And sometimes you get swept in them. And sometimes you become one. And sometimes your flesh gets the better of you. But continue thou in the things which thou hast learned and hast been assured of, knowing of whom thou hast learned them. Continue. Christian, continue in the word of God and in the ways of God for God and take a stand for him. 1 Corinthians chapter 15. We're going to close. 1 Corinthians 15, the Bible says in verse 51. Behold, I show you a mystery. We shall not all sleep, but we shall all be changed. It says we're not all going to die physically, but we all will be changed. In a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, at the last trump, for the trumpet shall sound, and the dead shall be raised incorruptible, and we shall be changed. For this corruptible must put on incorruption, and this mortal shall put, must put on immortality. There's going to be a time where there's going to be people alive that will be changed. Let's go to 1 Thessalonians. We'll close with this. Chapter 4, verse 15. 1 Thessalonians chapter 4. I know you have, I have you turning to a lot of passages. 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, the Bible says in verse 15, For this we say unto you by the word of the Lord, that we which are alive and remain unto the coming of the Lord shall not prevent them which are asleep. So the Bible says in 1 Corinthians that we shall not all sleep. That means we should not all die physically. There will be, there's some now in the grave. That's only their bodies. The Bible says that the body goes to the grave, but the spirit goes to the Lord. And absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. And immediately, when, the Bible gives it also a scenario of people going to hell immediately. Immediately. The Bible says when the rich man died, he opened his eyes being in torments. There's people who believe you just sleep in the ground and you wait to the coming day. No, friend, when, you, when the moment you die, you're either in heaven or hell. And that is your eternal destination. But you can direct your way right now. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. When the rapture comes, it's going to be too late. God will send strong delusions so that they will believe a lie. That they all may be damned to the lake of fire. That's the terminology of the scriptures. God's judgment is coming. It will come and it will fall. But they that hath the Son hath life. They that hath not the Son of God hath not life. And the wrath of God abideth on them. For they have not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. For they have not believed in the truth. For this we say unto you, verse 15, by the word of the Lord that we which are alive and remain unto the coming of the Lord shall not prevent them which are asleep. For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel, with the trump of God, and the dead in Christ shall rise first. Then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And so shall we ever be with the Lord. Oh, friend, there is a day. That day may be today. That day may come 
today. It may come right when I'm speaking. It may come after church. It will come and it is coming soon. Jesus is coming soon. There will be a day when the Lord steps off his throne, up out of his throne to the clouds of the sky and calls his bride to come. Oh, he anticipates to see you face to face. The time when he laid down his arms for you and he said, Father, forgive them. They don't know what they do. They don't know that their sins have put me on the cross, but I'm going to lay down my life for them. That all men may get saved, that everyone may come to the knowledge of the truth. And he wants everyone to get to heaven. He is not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. He paid the ultimate price so that you will be with him forever. It's only through the blood of the Lamb that you can get to the gates of glory. The Passover, they brushed the, uh, the mantle and the side posts, and when the death angel come, came, he saw the blood and he passed over. If you don't have the blood of Christ on the door of your heart today, the death angel will come and he will not see the blood. He will see your works. He will see your religious life. He will see all the good things you've done. He will see all that. But if he does not see the blood... He will not pass over. And the wrath of God abides on you. For if you don't have the Son of God this morning, you don't have life. Jesus laid down his life so that you may have life. And when you receive him, you're saved. You just kind of wipe that blood on the door of your heart. Jesus said, I knock at the door. If any man, if any woman, if any child opens the door, I will come in. If anyone. Whosoever shall call, shall be saved. You know, Christian, every sin that you commit now, you say, well, God, God saved me. I'm, I'm freed from sin. Yes, you are. You're not free to sin. God still had to pay for those sins as well. And every sin that you commit now still hurts him like it did on the cross. Every decision you make against him still hurts him as it did that day. For eternally he bears in his body the marks of our sin. And he will never escape it because he's accepted it for you and for me. The Bible says that our names are graven on his hands and those prints. And he will forever bear your sins in his body. But one day he will call us to the sky to meet him in the air. And the Bible says that our corruption will put on incorruption and our mortality will put on immortality and we will receive a new body and that lustful body will be no more and that body of sin will be no more and the body of hunger will be no more and the body of disease will be no more for he will give us a new body prepared and a new place prepared that we may be with him. Jesus said, I go. That where I am, ye may be also. I go to prepare a place for you. But I will come again to receive you unto myself. Lo, I am with you always. He calls to you today, Christian. Whatever you're struggling with, wherever you're at in your life, would you rise? Would you stand for him? Would you tell the devil, no more devil? You had me too long. I'm wasting too much of my life when I could be giving it to Christ. Devil, you deceived me too many times. From now on, 
I'm going to pray about my decisions before I make them. I'm going to live right. I'm going to do right. Devil, no more. I'm not going to listen to all the voices in this world and to the world any longer. I'm going to obey the scriptures and allow God to direct my way. Devil, no more. I am created in the image of God, fearfully and wonderfully made for the use of my master, which is God Almighty. Devil, no more. My sin is covered by the blood of the Lamb. And I'm not going to hurt my Savior anymore. Jesus, would you allow me to come back? May I continue, and may your grace keep me. Let's all pray. Lord, we come to you now in this hour asking for help and mercy and grace in our time of need. You said to come boldly to the throne. Lord, we claim the blood of Christ. We claim his name, and we come boldly, O oh God. Father, the devil, he's having his way with us. And this world is tossing us all about. But Lord, you are greater. Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. And this is our victory, which is our faith. For faith is the victory that has overcome the world. Oh God, I pray that we will cleave to the Lord Jesus Christ and his word. Clean us up, O oh God. Holy Spirit, guide and lead us into all truth and sanctify us for the master's use. Take our eyes off the things of this world and onto the things of heaven. And may we set our hearts on the gates of glory and not on things of this world. I pray, O oh God, that you'll direct our way now. Help us to make decisions for you. If God spoke to your heart, every head bowed, every eye closed, I want to give you opportunities. Say, Pastor, God spoke to me, and I need some help. If the Holy Spirit would help me to get up and continue and to get moving for him, to do something for him, I want that. Would you raise your hand if God spoke to your heart? I see those hands everywhere. God bless you. Hands going up everywhere. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Anybody in here say, Pastor, I don't know if I've ever received Christ as my Savior. I'm not sure I'm saved. I have a form of godliness, but I don't have the Holy Spirit in me. I don't have Christ in me. Would you raise your hand if that's you? Say, Pastor, I'm not sure I'm saved. Anybody like that in here? Amen. Let's all stand to our feet. If God spoke to your heart, would you come down and pray? Jesus is coming soon. And he said, when I return, will I find faith on the earth? He's coming soon to meet us in the air. And so shall we ever be with the Lord. Will he find you ready? Will he find you watching? Will you be looking up when he returns? Are you ready to meet the Savior? He's ready to meet you. He's ready to meet you. You know why? Because he thinks about you every day. He's ready to meet you. You know why? As he told Peter, he said, Peter, I prayed for you. 
He's ready to meet you. You know why? Because every thought of His and all of His life revolves around you. All that Christ has ever done is all for you and all for me. He's ready to meet you in the air because He wants to see the one He loves so much and to hold you and to look into your eyes face to face. He's ready to meet you in the air because He's prepared a special place and He wants to show you personally, this is what I've done for you. This is what I've been doing all this time. I've never left you. I've been preparing for you. He's ready to meet you in the air. Are you ready to meet him? Are you ready to meet Jesus today? Are you living for him? Do you think about him? Do you even care about him anymore? He saved you, yeah, and that's all he needed. Now you're done with him. He's preparing a place for you. Yeah, I don't care. He gave you his word to lead and guide you, but you just throw it to the side because you're too busy. Oh, he's preparing a place for you and waiting to see you face to face. And when he returns, will you be ready to see him? Father in heaven, Lord, help us, O oh God, to be looking up when you come, to be ready when you come. Help us not to find anything, Lord, else but you. There's no one greater. There's no one else, Lord, on this side of glory that is waiting for us. There's nobody else, Lord, that loves us like you do. Lord, you said that we can have you, that we can live for you, and that you will live for us and with us and help us in all things. Help us to have that relationship with you now. The love that we crave deep down inside is fulfilled by you. And we are made complete in Christ, who is the fullness of the Godhead bodily. Father, I pray you bless our week. We dedicate this first day to you and may you bless the following six days, Lord. Lord, we dedicate this day to you, and I pray you bless our hearts, our minds. Lord, I pray you bless our relationships with each other, with you. Bless our marriages. Father, bless our hands as we work. Help us to work unto the Lord. And I pray, O oh God, that you'll bless us, Lord, in our Bible reading and prayer life. And may we share the gospel with somebody else. We thank you for all these things in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. God bless you. Remember, Vacation Bible School starts tomorrow, 6.30. Vacation Bible School, you can sign the kids up online. As well, Wednesday, we don't have Wednesday night service. It's going to be Vacation Bible School. So, God bless you.